Y'all doing well? It's hot. <laughs> it's hot, man. It's a little warm. It's a little warm in this room. I feel like the uh, the headphones only add to that. Really? The padding, kind of squishing against your head. Yeah. I think I must get rid of a lot of heat through my ears. Yeah. It's like you're, yeah, you're right. When you take one side off, it really helps. It's like you're wearing a, like you're, a most, bo- like you're yeah. wearing a beanie in the middle of the summer. Right. Except just for your ears. Mm-hmm. Like an ear beanie. Yep. What do they call those things that wrap around your head that only cover your ears? I don't know. Ear muffs. Like I don't know, but Stephen no, Allen. No, Stephen no. Allen wears them at work because the warehouse is cold. It looks like mm. a headband. He looks it like is. a douche is what he looks like. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Does Stephen listen to the podcast? I hope so. <laughs> I apologize, Stephen. I don't. I'll tell him <laughs> straight to his face. <laughs> we apologize. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do a. a uh, wait, I was just thinking of a perfect segue, and now I lost it when you said that. Good. I'm glad after my last segue. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. Absolutely lost it. What were we talking about? The little uh, things that go around your head and only cover your ears. Ear hugs. Yeah. That's not what they're called. Mm. That's not what they're called. I don't know. I guess they're just earmuffs. That's what I, I just said that, and I got shot down. It can't be that. What, would it, what else would it be? I don't know. Blake seemed well, to have another answer for it. I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> what we were going to talk about today is the worst job you ever had. I guess that's us individually. You know what does a good job, though? Bidets. Mm. <laughs> They're That's efficient. what I was about to say. I was I was about to say, you know what a terrible job is? Having to clean your rear end with wadded up paper yeah, products. Just, I just want to make sure you didn't forget. I wasn't going to forget. So make sure if you're still doing that lousy of a job cleaning yourself, if you're doing that, here's, here, here's a good one. If you're doing that lousy of a job cleaning yourself, it's time to treat yourself. Yeah, there you treat go. yourself. <laughs> now I sound like a salesman. There you go. <laughs> go to bidetking.com. Pick you out something real nice. Treat your backside. <laughs> <laughs> Treat your backside. If you don't do it, I have to question if you care about yourself. Yeah, that's why <laughs> we're questioning you right now. Yeah, how, oh, how can you in good right. conscience? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I am you... a salesman. <laughs> <laughs> this thing works great. I have three of them at my house. That's, that's, that's Varden. Never seen one before. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it ain't Man, like that. The internet's <laughs> just calling these ear things, ear warmers, ear muffs, headbands. I, I always just thought they were ear muffs. My wife and girls wear them a lot, but I'm starting to see a lot of men wear them too. In coolers, potentially? Yeah, at the, work. The, the, the kind that Steven has, it doesn't even go around his whole head. It just goes around his neck and boom, onto his ears. Looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good looking guy, but that takes him down like four notches. Steve's my guy. I can't do this. <laughs> yep. But, um, yeah, buy yourself a bidet, whatever. I know we're bouncing around, but that's buy yourself a bidet, bidetking.com, coupon code unclever. So what's the worst job y'all ever had? Anybody, we, we somebody talk, ready to jump in on this? We're talking about, like, job as in I worked here for a period of time or, like, a, a job. Like, oh, I got this job to do, like, at my house or something has gone down. Oh, I got okay. a job to do. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm talking about, like, Something that you are paid to do. Okay. Period. But if you want to throw that in there too, you can. Well, I'll tell you what the worst job I ever had. Well, one time a 
uh, drainage pipe going from a toilet just completely broke under my house. And I didn't know it until the smell started hitting us. Mm. So I had to go into there and repair that. That's the worst job I've ever had to do. Like just because, just yeah, just because of the, the worst stink. task. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. I don't. I didn't think about that. I don't know what the worst task I've ever had to do is. I, I, I guarantee you, it's something that you weren't getting paid to do. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. For sure, there's something you've done you weren't getting paid to do. It. You had to do it. Yeah, that was awful. I'm trying to think on that one. I'm almost certain it's either going to be something that involves sewage or dead animals. Hmm. I haven't seen a lot of either. City boy. Hmm. City boy. <laughs> City slicker. <laughs> hmm. I was as I was thinking about this question. Wouldn't last twenty four hours on the trail. <laughs> no. <laughs> as I was thinking about this question, like preparing for this podcast, honestly, I haven't had like an awful job. I've had awful things that I've had to do or things I didn't like about specific jobs, but I've been pretty blessed, guys. How many, jo- how many jobs have you had? Uh, Hashtag blessed life. Best life, know. bless You're life. You're asking me to count like live. I mean, is it a lot? No, nah, it's not like a lot, a lot. Okay. I've been, I went through a lot of jobs. Yeah, I haven't been through a lot. I stayed at like places for a long period of time, mm-hmm. mostly. Hmm. Well, who wants to go first? You want me to? I don't care. Go for it. We can do this. And if, if we got time, I got a couple of lists of like worst jobs in America mm-hmm. and stuff like that we could look at. Um. <clears throat> so I've had. I've been f- pretty fortunate, and I think a lot of it just goes into just choosing wisely. <laughs> yeah, what jobs you take and what jobs you don't. And we've talked about this one before, actually, on the podcast on a previous episode. Um, we talked about it when we interviewed uh, Doctor Brian Brown. I brought it up that in a previous life, not in a previous life, I got to stop saying that. I I was, but at one point in time, I was a termite inspector for a large. I don't want to name the company because I don't want to like throw them under the bus, but it was a large nationwide pest control company that I worked for. And I was a termite inspector. Um, the, okay. Let me, the job itself wasn't all awful, but I was, first off, I was very bad at it. Uh, because probably because of your eyes are terrible. You couldn't get a good looky looky. <laughs> <laughs> So for those of you who don't know, a termite inspector, and if you hear if you hear advertisements on the radio or you see advertisements in magazine, billboard, whatever, anywhere, social media, any type of advertisement for a free termite inspection, what the company is tr- attempting to do is sell you a termite bond. Mm-hmm. They're trying to find out, do you have a termite bond, which is basically like essentially termite insurance on your house. And so they will advertise for free termite inspections and they send an inspector out who is essentially a salesman. Is that you? That was me. Mm. So we hate salesmen here. We do. They're, they're the very bottom of the barrel. (laughs) The, um, but I would, so that it wasn't all bad, but I was selling the termite bonds. Okay. Let me, let me, let me just say it this way. I worked for the company for I had to get out of there quick after I realized what it was going to be like, but I also had another job offer, but I worked there for a little over three months and I never made the company a dime. I never sold a termite bond, not one. Why? I just wasn't good at Didn't it. Didn't see a single termite? 
No, I did. In a few instances. One was the company was, this particular company was really high in comparison to mm. the competitors that were out there. Now, they were good. The, what they did, they did it really well in comparison to the competitors out there, but very few people were willing to pay what they charged. And, but they would take advantage of get the t- free termite inspection, mm-hmm. and then they would just, and when they found out that they did have termites, they call somebody else. They would call somebody else. They would say, like, well, I want to shop it around. That's pretty common across the board. <clears throat> yeah, it's just like taking with your car. With any kind of service. Take your car somewhere to get it fixed, yeah. and then somebody diagnoses it or whatever, and then you're like, well, let me let me think about it. Yeah. Right, and they take it somewhere else or get your house painted or whatever, you know, whatever, anything. But um, so the part that made it probably the worst job I ever had was their... The Dementors? <laughs> <laughs> like Harry Potter? Yeah. <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> By the way, that, did, did I tell y'all I got a dog? No. That's what the word on the street is. <laughs> How did you know? I heard you mention it. Somebody else. I was, I was dropping some eaves. <laughs> so this dog's named after a Harry Potter character? No, well. I'm wondering how you connected this in your brain. Because I wanted to name it Dumbledog. Okay, mm. see. <laughs> What kind of dog is it? Also, I want to name it Biggie Smalls. Mm, it is a big one. Is a teacup. <laughs> oh gosh, Malty poo. Prayers up. Oh wow, Malty poo. It max weights four pounds. <laughs> so it's probably going to get carried off by a large bird of prey like the last one. What's the yeah. max entertainment value on that? I don't know, but it's so so tiny. I wanted to name it after something large. Yeah. So that's, mm-hmm. I thought Biggie Smalls, Biggie Paws, Biggie mm. Paws. <clears throat> well, then I was mm-hmm. so when I said I couldn't name. That and Chewbacca mm. that I didn't go over. It's a girl, Dad. So then, Catherine Zeta Bones. No, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> didn't get, dig anywhere with that one either. No. Anyway, back to being a. Uh, What'd you name it? Well, we don't have a name yet. Oh. As of right now, the leader in the clubhouse is Dolly. I don't think it's gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> To the naming process, <laughs> may not. If you got a cat around at this point, the- it's an inside dog. So, according to them, we'll see. Um, <clears throat> what made the the job of the termite inspector so so kind of lousy was one. It was difficult to make a sale because people would ask for the free termite inspection with no intent of purchasing a termite bond. They just wanted to know: Do I have termites? Right. And if you told them, no, you don't have termites, now the check chance of selling them a bond at that point was really low because they're like, yeah. why do I need insurance? <laughs> Did you, you carry around I mean? a jar full of termites to dump out? Well, so that was that's one thing that's like when you showed up, like you were shaking them out of your sleeve. You were like you were like determined to find termites yeah. or evidence of termites. Because if you could show them that, then your chances of selling a bond just went through the roof. So I would do the inspection thoroughly. But a lot of times the top, but you, the t- people that would take advantage of that on a regular basis, there were people that were known regulars of like once a year, they're going to call up. They're going to get you to come out sometimes twice a year. If there's anything, they, the, fill a week, the free stuff? they fill a weak spot in their floor. Mm-hmm. They're going to want you to come out and do a free termite inspection. And then whether you find termites or not, you're still probably not going to sell that termite bond. 
you technically are. Or basically, you're just being their termite support every That's year it. for free. That's it. <clears throat> and they would, uh, but so I'm going to try to say this without sounding like. kind of seems like if they eliminated that position, uh, they wouldn't have to charge so much. Or if they eliminated termites. But you just wait for somebody to find out that they have termites? Because that's that's the way for, like, if... if, if yeah, then you're guaranteed a customer. Well, but see, that's the thing is, like, depending on the extent of the damage, most of the time, if you find existing termite colonies, there's hardly any service out there that would offer you what would be called a repair bond. Mm-hmm. Basically, their bond is going to be a treatment bond. So, in other words... We'll come in and treat. You pay the price. We'll come in and treat. We'll get rid of the termites, but we're not fixing what's messed up because we had not treated yet, mm-hmm. nor will we fix anything going forward because the damage is already done. So we'll, we'll give you essentially treatment insurance. So from this point forward, anytime right. you get termites, we'll come back out and treat, but we're not going to repair anything because it, that damage, we, we can't go through every single fiber of wood in your house and determine what damage had already been done. And what had not been done, if that makes sense. So, but if you want to get a repair bond, then essentially you come out, you find no termites, no damage, no evidence of termites, and then the company would allow you to offer them a repair bond as to say, we'll treat, and if anything ever happens, we'll repair it on our dime. Okay. In regards, does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of a it's kind of a lousy situation to be in as a salesman. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's like. If once you really have something to offer them, which is the repair bond in a big way, at least at that moment, they don't feel an immediate need for it. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I'll try to say this without sounding like mean or derogatory in any way, but the, the person that would call us out very frequently would be someone who felt a weak spot in their floor. Or, you know, or multiple weak spots yeah. in their floor. So what I'm getting at is you're dealing with a lot of uh, older, lower income housing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. And so those are the top homes that I'm having to go to and crawl all through their crawl space all day, every day. How many crawl spaces do you think you've been under? Over under? Just in that three months, I would say for three and a half months, however long it was I was there, I would say on on average four to five a day. I bet you saw some gross stuff. Not really. Not as much as you would think. I mean, probably the grossest things I came across were like dead animals. That's pretty gross. But, some, you know, what I found out really quick, though, is a lot of people have, like, phobias or fears of, like, things being in the crawl space. That's rarely true. Usually, if there's something in the crawl space, it's like, um, like a domestic animal, like a cat or a dog. Like it's rarely something scary. The only scary encounter I never one time came across a snake in a crawl space. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I didn't come across it. What was the spider said? I've, I've, I've came across uh, what I thought was a snake, but it was where a snake had shed its S- entire skin. skin. Yeah. So there was a moment. I mean, you're. It's a panic. Even if you're not, I'm not, I'm not scared of snakes, but just the thought of, I can't move quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a snake right there. Man, it's an instant panic. Yeah. yeah. You're cooked. The, <laughs> um, the thing about, it, it depends on the time of the year. 
you know, as to whether or not you would possibly encounter a snake in a crawl space because the crawl space is going to be the coolest mm-hmm. spot on that property most likely. So, anyway, it just depends on time of year. But they would um, – the the gross stuff is – I found, like, where they, they had had pets go into the crawl space and die and they didn't know. Mm. So now you're like – got to break the news. you got to break the news. What's the cat look like? And then yeah. you start describing it. <laughs> Biggie Paws didn't make it. And then, <laughs> yeah. Or what's the little dog look like? And you start describing it, and then they start crying. Oh, Miss you, you oh, like Wagglesworth. Miss Wagglesworth didn't make it. Would you like to buy this termite bond? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Try to sell that, bro. <laughs> the, uh, the sketchiest situation I had as far as involving an animal, uh, the only sketchy situation that I can remember, yeah, you see spiders and stuff like that occasionally, which I don't like, but – Mostly it was just, like, webs and stuff. Like, I didn't see a, a lot of, you know. There were ones that you just didn't want to go in because it just felt gross, like, yeah. wet. Mm-hmm. That's usually where you find termites, too. I hate stuff that's damp. If you go in there and there's, like, a real damp or mm-hmm. wet crawl space, they don't have plastic down or something like that, that's where you're going to find termites. And I've found multiple. I found usually they'll termites build these mud tunnels up the sides of blocks. Sometimes they'll build them inside of cinder blocks. But they build these tunnels that go up to where they can, if you have a house with a crawl space, where they'll go up and get to the wood. And they'll go like so far. And then sometimes if they don't if they don't hit wood, then they'll just stop. And you can see where the termites basically just gave up yeah. and quit. Bunch of quitters. But I've, I've been in crawl spaces where it was so bad and it was so evident. And usually it's because they had like, they had thrown some wood under there at some point and it was already damp and basically just created a breeding ground for termites where they had built mud tubes up in midair straight to the bottom of the floor joists. Like, you just look in there, and it looks like a cave where you'd have, like, stalagmites or stalactites. That's what it looks like, but it's mud tubes, and they build them straight up out of the ground. Now, that's pretty rare, but I've I've seen that a handful of times. But the um, worst situation I was in was I'd gotten a crawl space, and normally you just kind of hit all the corners, and then you, you kind of did diligence or whatever. And um, especially if you find termites like really quick, then you know, okay, I found them. I'm either going to sell it or I'm not. And so, but you kind of hit your corners real quick just so you can make sure that you, you know, on the piece of paper you can sign off, you went to each corner. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of like crawl the perimeter real quick. So I get down to the far end of this house and most houses you got especially older homes, you got one entrance to your crawl space. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm at the far end, and I hear something, and I turn around, and I look back, and I see a shadow of an animal go across. Don't and like it's, that. it's between me and the exit. The only way you're getting a shadow is because that door's open for the crawl space. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it turns out it was a raccoon, and that's not something you want to be in a closet. No. messed you up. A closed quarter with, yeah, so. But anyway, it never it never got to me. But it meant it was not leaving that crawl space. I was, mm-hmm. and I did. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But anyway, so I would say that was the worst job I ever had for sure. Okay, termite inspector. Termite inspector. Mm-hmm. I'm. I really haven't had any jobs that I just absolutely hated. But uh, I laid flooring for a couple of years right after high school. Yeah, and. When there was a situation, kind of like what you're talking about, lower income home or whatever, 
where we had to pull the carpet out. Yeah. Some of that stuff. Yeah, if they had pits. Yes. Stayed inside and all just that. Just yeah. absolute, just disgusting stuff that you go through. And, you know, I'm, I'm, it's just me and another guy doing it. I'm the guy that's ripping the carpet up, right? Yeah. So that that was tough. But the uh, I've had a lot of jobs, guys. Really? How many do you think you've had? I, I don't know, man. Let's see. I've, I've laid carpet. I worked at Guthrie's Frying Chicken. Uh, Domino's. I, man- I managed a bookstore. What bookstore did you manage? Uh, you know, let's not talk about that. Deli- <laughs> delivered pizza. Delivered pizza. Uh, uh, delivered furniture at a furniture store. Worked on the floor, moving stuff around in the furniture store. Uh, I'm sure there's stuff I for- I'm forgetting, too. But a lot. The only one, the only job that I just had got fed up and quit and walked away from wasn't because of the the tasks I was doing or the job itself. It was easy. It's because of the person I was working for. That's bad. Yeah. So I, I had a, a plumbing job. And I, I only worked this job for like two months. And this was in 2010 or 11. And since then, I learned everything I needed to know in those eight weeks that I worked there. I have never called a plumber to my house. Now, I couldn't, I couldn't, set, I couldn't plumb a new house, right? I couldn't do that. Right. But if I have something break, I got a leak or, you know, water heater quits working or something. I can diagnose and fix mm-hmm. everything. And so, like, the work wasn't bad at all. But this this guy I worked for, he owned his own business. It was, it was business. It was just me and him. And he uh, had a lot of OCD tendencies. That's so, tough. Yeah. And it was it's tough. Micromanaging. Yeah. So, and to the point where if I put a tool up, and it could be literally within like 18 inches of where he had put it. He couldn't find it. In his brain, mm. I lost the tool because I put it in the wrong spot. So, so I was doing this for like two months. And one day I'm on the way to work, man. And it just hit me like, I just wanted to just like crawl up in a ball and go to sleep. You're, you're just like, I just wanted, I can't do this today. Yeah. Not because of the work, but because of that guy. So I showed up and I said, hey, man, uh, I can't do it anymore. I had to go because I had, like, personal tools and stuff on Mm -hmm. his truck. So I had to go and face him. I said, I can't do it anymore. And he was just in shock, dude. And I just just explained to him. I was like, our personalities just don't mesh, you know. It's not the work, blah, blah, blah. Walked away. I respect that. That's the only one Mm -hmm. I just – every other job I've given some kind of notice, worked it out. But that one, couldn't do it. I had one I just thought about. I don't know if you could qualify it as a job, but I was a – I was a, a, I don't know how to say this. I was a human <laughs> crash dummy. <laughs> what? I was a human. human. <clears throat> I was a human. Buffet table. A human. Spe- <laughs> I was a human specimen <laughs> in a drug study trial. Oh my gosh. What drug? It was a topical flu vaccine where they had to shave. How hair. old were you? <laughs> it was last year. No, no, no. It was 29. 20, 21, maybe. But I was I was a chasing human. that paper at that time. Yeah. I know what he's doing. Yeah. They had to shave the hair off all any hair on my chest or stomach. They had to shave it off. Two little Asian men, doctors. <laughs> and they had to apply a topical flu vaccine and then cover <laughs> cover my entire abdomen in cellophane. Bro, that's a bad job. <laughs> For a week. For a week. 
you I had, had to, to walk sweat. around with cellophane. As much as you sweat, you oh, had to do that uh, for a week. On my chest and stomach. I for bet a you week. lost thirty five pounds. I made like five hundred bucks though. Dang, worth didn't it. get the flu either, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, did they like expose you to the flu after that, or was it just like no? It was let's see how this how he reacts. No, they're testing. Well, that they would like, and when they took off, they'd take like really close up Polaroids of like my, <laughs> my shaved nipples. And stuff. Let's go. <laughs> but it was like they would. Uh, they my entire stomach and chest was covered in cellophane, and they had shaved every bit of me, and they squirted this stuff all over me. And what make what makes it so like tra like tra not tragic, but like. Uh, What's the what's the word I'm looking for? Traumatic. Traumatic is like they're uh they're wearing like hazmat suits while they're doing it. Yeah. So it's like, what are you squirting on me? Right. Yeah. On my freshly shaved chest. Yeah. <laughs> Five hundred dollars. <laughs> so uh I've never heard of a, a flu vaccine lotion. So I guess this didn't work out. <laughs> and that sounds like they spent a whole lot of money for that study. Before well, that, Blake could see all the colors. I often wonder, <laughs> you, always, you always see these like numbers from these crazy studies. I'm like, who is putting up the money? They, for this they told us before we went in, so you'll be randomly chosen either to have your chest and your stomach shaved and put on, and then you'll have a patch put over it, and that's they said patch. It was just giant cellophane. Did you have a friend do it with you, or is this just so low? No, I did have a friend okay. do it with me. Makes sense. And they said, or you'll be chosen at random to have it put up your nose. Oh. And so both of us looked at each other and be like, man, I ain't getting it up my nose. I don't care what they say. Well, so we get in there, and they literally draw out of a cup, out of like a little thing, and, and they looked at him, and they're like, all right, come in here. And they're like, you're going to have a nose sample. And he looked at me like, and then they drew me and was like, all right, you're going to have the patch. So I went in thinking like, yeah. yeah. Well, he goes in there. They swab the inside of his nose. They squirt the stuff up his nose. And then that's it. That's $500 it. later. That's it. Like, he's done. <laughs> well, he, he walks out and he like sneezed a couple times, but he's good. I walk out and have a patch all down my chest, <laughs> cellophane, and I have to come back a week later. Mm. Anyway, he got the they, we both had to go back because they had to they test your blood for antibodies is what they did oh, to okay. see like what your antibodies are doing. So anyway, that's what it. That's a weird one. I have a friend. I, I have another the, the friend. Up the nose thing. Who did a blood? That that works. Yeah, they do that now. Yeah. Like for kids, mm -hmm. it's like a breathing treatment kind of deal, but it's flu vaccine. But he did a. Uh, I have another friend that did with the same one with the same same group that um, he had to get on a treadmill and walk and or run and jog until his heartbeat hit a hit a certain thing but he had to do it inside of like a like a like a sweatsuit type thing you know like the like those like a uh, windbreaker suit windbreaker type suit to keep the heat in because they they would they were measuring your body temperature and he had to do it to a certain degree and then they have to get like super precise with it so you get off the treadmill you take like a series of these pills and then before you get back on, they insert with a cable attached to it a rectal thermometer, and then you get back on the treadmill. I'm sorry, Good cable? <laughs> what? They got to winch that thing out of there? What you get the back on the treadmill, attached? and you go until your body temperature hits a certain degree, and they got to get it precise, so that's why they have to use rectal. That makes I mean, yeah. <laughs> sorry. It was your turn, Allie, but you go That's ahead. Tough, man. Oh, well, it's like I said, you know, I haven't had any kind <laughs> if, of like... If, he, if he's one of these rectal guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. I haven't had like a bad job. I just have like things uh, that I didn't like or didn't enjoy or wasn't built for it. Like, Todd, you were talking about the earmuffs thing earlier. Yeah. I worked there. Yeah. You're in a cooler all day. It's cold. I'm not built for that. Yeah. I mean, I like the heat. I was coming in. I'd have like... 
sweatshirt, sweatpants, thermals, and then in the summer you walk outside and it's like right. 96 degrees. Yeah. Wasn't built for it. I was also in college at the time. It is it is weird walking around those kind of places where it's basically Dude. any warehouse is just a giant cooler. Everybody inside year round is geared up like it's cold outside. And y'all know like me. Yeah. Y'all I love the heat. I don't want to be cold at all. <laughs> so I just wasn't built for it. But then I was also in school, so I'd have like a flag football tournament that would go till like eleven thirty at night and then I'd have to be at work at yeah. five AM and drive something mm. to Pravel. That was tough for me. Uh, one thing that sticks out, I was doing some grass cutting at one point in time and we cut this one guy's yard and I'll never forget it for as long as I live. He was real soft spoken. Him and it's like middle of the day. Him and his wife were still asleep. Like afternoon, he came, his wife came outside wearing like a nightgown, tricked us into doing some extra work without money. I went to shake his hand. It's like velvet, the mm. softest hand I've ever felt. I'll never forget it. It creeped me out. <laughs> Haven't cut grass. Like, I stopped doing it then. I was done with it. <laughs> Just because like, the dude had soft hands, you I'm quit a job? You, dude. No, it wasn't soft hands. It was like sh- it was like shaking hands with a baby. <laughs> it was weird. So I didn't like that. Uh, um, that that was had a, nothing to do with the job, though. It had everything to do with the job, dude. <laughs> everything to do with it. I, I backed out on that one. Uh, I'm trying to think if I had any other. Y- any y'all, had, y'all ever been fired from a job? No. Uh, no. My grandpa, my grandpa fired me when I was like 14 years old from That's cutting tough. his grass, dude. Yeah, shut me down, man. I've been cutting it for a couple of years, and I got lazy with it because this was <laughs> four yeah. years. I got lazy. <laughs> I got I got lazy with it, and he saw it, and he, he let me go, man. But what the deal was? Okay, called you out. You like, ain't hit. Was, a, you ain't hit a lick of a snake. Right. This was late '90s. We didn't have a. If you had a zero turn back then, oh yeah, you were balling. Yeah, yeah. So it was one of these tractor styles, and he liked for every tree to like. I want to you get as close as you can to every tree, and with a tractor style mower, you got to make like four or five passes. I wasn't doing that. Yeah, you know, I got Sega Genesis to play. I'll be on ninety four <laughs> or whatever. So yeah, you can hit me. Fired me. I built one of those coolers. Y'all have one time. Yeah, we had to go down to do it, and uh, like it was down by the beach, and that's. That's not fun. Like mm-hmm. having to be at the beach, not going to the beach, doing like yeah. working hard. And I don't even know. I don't know how to use a hammer. I don't know what <laughs> I was doing out there. But we made prank phone calls that weekend and got to eat Whataburger, so it was cool. <laughs> I was going to say that about when I was training to be the termite inspector, they sent me to the their training location in Atlanta, this company did, and I had to stay in a room with another guy who was from the other side of the country. For two weeks. Didn't know each other. Weird. At all. And they make you room together. That was... I used to have to work beside this guy that would watch. termites in there? Oh, for sure. See if you catch them. <clears throat> See if you catch on to that. It was, it was bizarre. It wasn't... Anyway. I used to have to work with this guy that, like, we'd be trying to get stuff done, and he'd just be in his cubicle watching Hulu or Netflix all day to the point where we'd have to jump up over the top of and yell at him to get his attention. Y'all ever had anybody like that? <laughs> Who you talking about? Have y'all ever had anybody like that? <laughs> Somebody over here trying to find the end of the, who, end of the internet? Yeah. yeah. Who would do that at work? Uh, right? I don't know. <laughs> over yelling, hey, we're having a meltdown over here. And all we hear is, huh? huh? <laughs> what y'all talking about? <laughs> I'm halfway through. I'm over here watching Hoarders, man. Y'all shut up. I'm halfway through the Harry Potter series. Y'all <laughs> be quiet. I'm almost done with Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> who would do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what a jerk. Uh, worst jobs in America? I got the top 12. Okay. 
a random number. You know, yeah, I know it is a random number. I like you know it. What, well, I, actually, I'd like it if it was 13. Baker's, Baker's dozen. dozen. <laughs> you know what didn't show up that surprised me was telemarketer. I would think telemarketer would be pretty high on the list. It's got to be awful. Yeah. <laughs> I know I have a lot of, I have a lot of friends I would who, have who did telemarketing. Thoughts if I had to do that, like in but, my head about myself, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where I was as a person. Number 12 was a taxi driver. Uh-oh. Number 11. Taxi a, specifically, or are we talking Uber, Lyft, stuff like that? It just says taxi driver. I don't know. It doesn't say anything about Uber or Lyft. I've, had, I've heard people say good things about that. I don't know, about Uber and Lyft and stuff. Uh, 11 is a retail sales associate. Like retail sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. JCPenney. Mm-hmm. Kmart. Um, Bargain Town. Number 10 is a postal service worker. You get to wear shorts though, right? Dude, I like their uniform for real. No that, cap. That I blue like on it. blue. Yeah, and that's pretty. Dude, that's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah, it looks comfortable. It's better than brown. I kind of like UPS. Nah, the dude in brown. Yeah, my grandma called it the ups. You gotta, ups, yeah. you gotta wear them dark boots too, right? With shorts, <laughs> make my legs look hairier. I can't do that. Remember when they were trying to get Dale Jarrett to run that uh, truck in a race? Yeah, yeah. Number nine is a newspaper reporter. Do they even have those anymore? I don't. I guess that's why it's a bad job. I, mean, I think mm. it'd be fun to be a reporter of any kind. Number eight is a medical transcriptionist. I know several people who do that. Yeah. Seven is That a, seems boring. What? Medical transcription? Yes, yeah. I can see how that could be on the list because that... One of the things like that... Once was, you learn all that, you're done. The I knew a guy who worked in medical billing where basically all he was... He was basically like a collection agent. Yeah. That would be miserable, I think, because mm. every person he called was mad at him. Like, they're just mad that you're calling, right? Yeah. And a lot of them are screening you or hanging up on you or whatever. And the ones that do talk to you, sometimes it's going to end pretty rough. I think my dad was a repo man at one time. Really? Similar vein. Hmm. Is funeral director on this list? Because uh, I've always been, like, very curious. How do you get into that? Who who decides, man, I want to... You grew up wanting to do it. Yeah. I, I saw another list where funeral director... Uh, mortuary, mortician, mortician. That's what it was. Or mortuary worker was on there. Um, seven is a logger. It's got to be really dangerous, I think. Probably uh, like splinters too. <laughs> I don't understand this one. Number six, fishing worker. <laughs> Dude, I'd, I'd take a job on a boat, just oh, pulling no, nets and stuff, just to be out in it. That's uh, basically that's what they're talking about is the fact that you have to stay out on the boat for so long. What about the uh, and then it's offshore drilling stuff? Those guys. Uh, five is a fast food cook, so I guess working the grill. I worked that fryer at Guthrie's, bro. Just slanging chicken, slanging it. Four says farm worker. I don't know. Dude, so many jobs on here, I'd take right now. Yeah. Three is coal miner. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to do that. Two is a bank teller. And one is assembly worker. I don't have an enemy to do the assembly stuff. Yeah, that that repetitive nature of that. It's would mindless, be. mindless work. Yeah. Hey, real quick, and then we probably need to wrap this one up, but real quick, worst jobs in history. Worst, worst job. jobs in history? In history. You ready? Yeah. Uh, I got the top. I was probably like top 17. No, I got the top 10. Okay, that's better uh, number. Number 10 is a gong farmer. It's basically before there was modern sewage systems. 
and oh. drainage. Yeah. I was oh. talking about like a... Dome. I did too. Yeah, no. I was like, what? They, they grew, grew from those? nature? So they would have... Basically, it would just go to one particular collection point, and they would have these giant pits. And so, like, you would have these workers that at night, they were called gong farmers, and they were tasked with digging out and taking away all the human waste from cesspits. And says they were paid by the ton, and they would spend all night in these deep holes, many times up to their waist and even their neck in human excrement. Mm. But they're paid by the ton, so they want more of it. Many of them died of disease, mm. and and many from being suffocated in one of the pits. That's a tough oh way to go. That is a tough, tough way That's to go. That's bad. That's 10? That's 10. Good grief. Uh, there's a, there was a, a thing was a French, from the French army called a petardier. I don't know how to, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but basically it was like some of the earliest explosive devices. And they say that, that they would, they would detonate with the person who was placing them as much as they would detonate when they weren't there. Almost a kamikaze mission. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number eight was lime burners, people who would burn lime to get to a certain degree to create create what's called quick lime Mm -hmm. that they use for all sorts of different purposes. And anyway, but the... The quick lime was caustic, and it would be it's highly unstable, so it would react violently around water, and that it would uh, steam and spit and explode. And so, almost everybody who did it was disfigured. They would have uh, mm-hmm. all sorts of vision issues, hearing issues, all sorts of stuff. Uh, plague bearers, people who gathered up bodies during the plague. Man, all this is bumming me out. Here, here, this will bum you out. I bet it's not even on the list. What about the guy back in the day, like World War Two? You know, early, you know, old wars that when somebody died, they had to deliver a letter to your family. Mm-hmm. That would be awful because you know those families are always, they, they're wondering, are they alive for months, you know, maybe a year or more at a time. And then they see that car rolling up or hear that knock on the door. That's uh, bad. I'll skip through some of these. There was a one called a wool fuller, basically when they would shear sheep. All you did was just stand in essentially like some sort of tank and they would put water in there with you and your only job was to march in place all day long to help clean the wool. <laughs> That's awful. There's a, a um, let's see, um, the whipping boy. Y'all I, heard that expression? I've before. heard the expression. So there's debate about whether that was actually a real thing, but essentially the r- reportedly... It was it was a thing that the they would go out and recruit someone who is the same age as the son of a nobleman or like royalty. They'd go out and recruit someone the same age that was more of like you know a peasant level, and they would bring that person in. And anytime like the um, anytime you know that they would need to discipline that the son of the royalty or whatever. They would instead discipline the whipping boy. They, they they would whip him and make the the noble son watch while he got whipped. Wow. <laughs> so, the like the tutor or whatever mm. that they would have in the house. Anyway, there's a good song by Ben Harper called "Whipping Boy," and the number one as far as the worst jobs in history. But I can't imagine anything being worse than that first one. The mm. gong. Yeah, maybe it's reverse order. Maybe building so. up to ten. Number Maybe one it's in was, no, sir, is it alphabetical? 
Yeah. No certain order. It's just numbered. Maybe by date. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the groom of stool. And so during the reign <laughs> of Henry the Seventh. Uh, he just threw out the groom of stool so know. casually. The role of the groom of stool required the person to take the monarch to the toilet and check, make sure that whatever went on in there was on the up and up. <laughs> like as far as sinkers and floaters? They cleaned them yeah. afterwards. Mm. Yeah, so that was the bidet. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, there you go. What there. a buzzkill. The groom of stool. That's what... Um, that somebody's got to name a bidet the groom of stool. Oh yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. Despite the obvious unpleasantness, uh, the job was considered one of the most prestigious posts in the kingdom. The one-on-one time and unique access. <laughs> Boy, I'd rather march on that wool. <laughs> <laughs> to the royalty meant the groom was perfectly positioned to influence the ro- the royal mind on any topic. So it wasn't all bad. I mean, that's, I bet that's like literally how time, article so it wasn't ends. all bad. Timing wise, I mean, he's probably <laughs> contemplating stuff. So yeah. You know. All right. Well, any of y'all have any atrocious jobs? Let us know. Love to hear about it. Y'all got anything else? No, man. All right. See y'all next time.